Carter Subaru Studios. This is the Jack and Spike Show. Welcome back to the Jack and Spike Show. There is going to be, what do they call it? A geomagnetic storm watch. Ooh, it's going to be like the end of days because the sun <laughs> is emitting. It's spitting at us. Energy. Right? It's, go away. <laughs> what it's doing. Yeah, it is. The solar <laughs> spit storm. Two-thirds of Americans say AI could do their job. Certainly Spike's job. Maybe not my job, but certainly certainly Spike. Uh-oh, audio's coming through. That's on my end right there. Thanks so much for that, by the way, Cairo 7, for that. What is it with websites that just automatically start playing audio the second that you click on them? Why is Has anybody ever thought about this for like two seconds? If you're designing a website, instantly you pull it up. Hey, do you want to try this new dog food? It's right. like, what, what? I don't. They're why. right that it will make you immediately go to that tab, but it'll also make you immediately close it. I will immediately <laughs> close it. I will immediately close it. I want nothing to do with it. I have no idea why they do it. Before we get to all that, Seattle has some of the highest grocery prices in the country. I, for one, am, I'm not afraid to say this. I'm going to say this. Even though management's going to get, they're, I'm going to get a note. I'm going to get written okay. up today. Let me back up three this, feet. I'm, I'm doing dangerous radio today. This is Joe Biden's economy. I said it. Oh, I said are. it. This is Joe <laughs> Biden's economy. And that the the Biden criminal family are controlling and they're price fixing. Big jam. Big jam and big milk. <laughs> big milk, big jam. And they're getting a cut of the action. And I've got documents <laughs> in my hand right now that prove the connection. I, can, I swear I saw Hunter Biden driving a bread truck the other morning at 5 in the morning. I'm just saying. I got the evidence. The crime <laughs> family that's out there. No, but prices, groceries are, are unusually expensive right now. I will agree with people on that. I myself have noticed that gone up the the thing about it i think that people need to realize is that one you're dealing with you we're not really dealing with a capitalist system anymore i really think that people need to understand we're dealing with How a so? corporatist system okay 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 we're dealing with corporations that have corporate veils where they don't really need to share any information with you so they can just hey why are eggs so expensive supply chain problems and unless you sue and unless you get per- permission to pierce the corporate veil, you don't really know, right? Does that yeah. make sense? Well, like, I, I said this before, too. There's no way there's such a berry shortage that the particular super jelly I like to buy is now nine bucks a jar. That's my point. As opposed to four. There's no way there's a supply chain issue. This is corporate greed. This is them jacking prices up. And once we get accustomed to the pain level, right. they're not, that, grocery prices are the slowest to come down. Of all, all of the commodities that we buy. Yeah. And it's, it's one thing with, I mean, eggs, they, they killed a billion chickens because of a, an avion flu. Mm-hmm. But that's that system has corrected itself. And the way chickens, you know, reproduce, <laughs> the, the, the egg prices are back down. Right? I mean, and there, and there's now there's only like three or four major mega beef producers, processors, I should say, mm-hmm. in the country. So when the price goes up, it goes up across the board. There's no competition among small producers. None. So we're getting just, and we got the highest in the country in Seattle. It's among the highest. Yeah, I mean, it, it is really expensive to buy groceries. And you know, when I look at this, does it affect me financially? Not really, but does it does it affect people like my mom? Yeah. Yeah. Does it affect other people in my life? Yes. Well, it disproportionately affects those who can least afford to take the hit. Well, that's that's what I see this, and so when I when I see people who are so quick to immediately go and they blame Biden for right. this, which is like, okay, there's lots of things you can blame Biden for, but this just so happens to be not one of them. Mm-hmm. What you would have to really look at and really understand is that, like, we as Americans have been kind of sold this weird bill of goods that started all the way back in 2012. 
Do you remember Occupy Wall Street? Sure. Do you remember yeah, that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're like, we got to go to these investment banks. And we got to we got to stick it to the corporate, you know, greed or whatever it is. And they're yelling at these investment corporations or whatever. Mm-hmm. It is. What people what people should really be upset about, or if you really want to stick it to the man, is you have to completely disengage from that from that realm. Do you know what I mean? you have to entirely disengage from that kind of thinking? How do you do that though? You gotta start shopping local. You gotta start okay. going to local people. You gotta start buying things from smaller companies. Okay. Right? Okay. Like I don't buy, just as an instance, if I need yoga stuff, mm-hmm. I get it from a very small company okay. that does business. You have to go to their website. They don't have anything on Amazon because I want to do business with that company. What people instead have decided to do is like, well, we're gonna rant and rave about prices. We're gonna blame Joe Biden. Meanwhile, you've got dudes with monocles in the back smoking cigars, being like, ah, oh, yes, the price of of pears. I fixed the price of pears. They're oh, right, exactly. Boy, boy. They're like, we don't. We w- people have yet to disengage from the system, which is why then when people say go to farmers markets, buy right, from right. local pr-, people, go. Why would I want to do that when I go to Safeway? It's like you have to disengage from the system. Well, that's even more expensive. And then there's this whole like extra market of like Shein, Timu, where you can buy things for ridiculously cheap, right? But, like at what? moral or ethical cost, right? Right. Yeah. Forever 21, whatever it is. A new analysis shows that while the average household in the United States pays about $270 weekly on groceries, Washington people pay about $287.67 weekly. That's about $1,150 a month, which is, which is tough. But I feel like what happens in our system is we, we try to find somebody to blame. And in all actuality, like you can offset the cost of a lot of this by doing some of it yourself. I know it sounds kind of crazy, but you can do a lot of like when I was a kid, we had chickens. Do you know what I mean? We, yeah. just, we had like five or six chickens in the backyard. And I understand that not everybody wants to live in a barn or whatever it is. <laughs> but like there's way to, ways to offset the cost. I just think that people have been so disconnected from it or they don't have the ability. They don't have the financial resources or the connection to to, to, to like a community to have that kind or of thing to get a half a cow you know we <laughs> Melissa and I seriously Melissa and I went on with, a, with another couple and bought went to a farmer out in Puyallup yeah. that raised his own beef and we had this thing you know butchered and put in our freezer did you and, say I want that one yeah. I want that well, big yeah, old one we got one to there. know him yeah, yeah. with a farmer and, and, and with the big cute eyes yeah. Yeah. That one. yeah that one find me the happiest one and destroy its life <laughs> oh which one God. is having the most joy see that one that's skipping and doodon over the there tastiest meat I've ever had in my life that's, I just think but to your point everybody can't do that, and we're subjected to whatever price a grocery store throws on the shelf for us. And we're talking about record profits for grocers. I mean, record profits. Right, yeah, yeah. And, yeah. and I understand that fuel costs took the, took the cost of delivering fuel to market. Fuel goes into it. They, they have new labor agreements, and we're all, we all agree that everybody should be paid a living wage, but that's got to factor in, too. And, and, and it's, the blame is weaponized. You, know, yeah. you, you see all these polls where we've been telling you for 20 months that Biden can't handle the economy, and when we asked you what you think, you say Biden can't handle the economy. I, I hate that self-fulfilling prophecy. You can't vote a corporation out of office. Right, exactly. No, you can't. You have to no longer engage with the corporation. But to your, to your point about shopping small, mm-hmm. people think it does make a difference. It mm-hmm. does. It does make a difference. It makes little, a difference. Little incremental differences, but it, ma- it matters. Well, but I think that people, like we've been lulled into this sense of, of complacency. Like I'll, I'll give you an example. Yeah. When I was living in Santa Cruz, a friend of ours, she lived in a different county and she had chickens and these chickens would lay a bunch of eggs. At one point in time, I said, hey, I'll take your extra eggs off your off your hands once a week. She'd come by, drop off two dozen eggs. Right? Nice. I'm just saying that there's a certain communal aspect that we are now lacking, where we kind of just go to the grocery store and pick out whatever. 
But I do empathize with people that things are much more expensive. Seattle area home prices fell in 2023 after years of growth. I would imagine this has more to do with BlackRock buying less houses. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Where, wherein, like, because if prices are going down, that means that that mega, again, we talk about mega corporations. BlackRock is no longer investing in real estate to the extent that they were previously. Like, I think a lot of people, boomers get a lot of hate on this. And I don't think the blame solely lies with boomers boomer holding onto their homes, yeah. then selling them for seven, eight, nine, ten times. It's hard to plan at home, so you <laughs> could go gentle here. It's more about boomers saying, you should be able to do this, too. You should well, be able to do it, too. How hard is it? It wasn't you know, that hard for me. I was talking to Frank Shires the other day, and, and I love Frank Shires, don't get me wrong, but Frank has a beautiful home. It's mm-hmm. a large home, split level. It's it's filled with love and kindness of the Shires family. I'm so happy every time he invites me over. He goes, yeah, I bought this in 1987 for $185,000. I'm like, Frank, this thing's got to be worth at least a million five at this point in time. At least like, what is this madness where people then come to me and they say, you just got to be able to get your act together. Just work a little just harder. Just work a little harder. and Work on building a time machine. Right, exactly. Get back to 1987. All you got to do is go back 30, 40 years. <laughs> and, you're and, then, and then you're in the housing market. Congratulations. I mean, I, you know, the, the, the thing about housing, again, I know we often like to blame, if we're going to blame anybody, you're going to want to blame BlackRock or Blackstone for going around and buying up all these houses at 10, 15, 20% over the asking price and then including it in their investment portfolio. When you buy a house, more often than not, you're not actually buying it from a private owner. You're buying it from a corporation. We basically live in corporate servitude. We're basically slaves to these mega corporations. And I'm a filthy capitalist. I'm saying this is a filthy capitalist. I think you should be able to buy and sell whatever you want to sell. Corporations have so much to do with the reason that the United States is falling apart ever so slowly. And we choose to, instead to blame people like uh, an invalid. For, <laughs> oh, sorry, oh, sorry. Sorry. And we choose to blame Joe Biden, who has very little control over prices. Or we choose to blame Donald Trump or whoever it is. When in actuality, it's these really gross, para, kind of almost Frankenstein-esque capitalist creatures that we call corporations. Right? There was legislation proposed in the last uh, session to eliminate the ability for big corporations to buy individuals. Because homes were the so single greatest wealth builder for the American's family. Was buy a home, invest in it, and, you know, pay your mortgage off, and you've got an investment that even passed down to the next generation. Yeah. But when corporations are buying homes hand over fist and building their corporate bottom lines as opposed to individual families building wealth, that's the separation. That's the, so, the inequities of our society. Did you know that communities, I, I was reading about this over the weekend, they used to build starter homes yeah for or for starter families so you got dad who's working mom is at home raising maybe one or two kids they might live there for a couple of years on average the cost of those homes in 1950 was about eight thousand dollars right 1950 right 1950 okay. and so these were starter homes for people and the intention was for these people to then build up equity in that home and then move to a right. larger home right. and then pass off that starter home to somebody else now what we do is we say you will rent this $2,000 concrete box, and you will like it, right? Because yeah. it's the best you can do. It, 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 there's such a lack of control that people have over Like, we have such a facade of freedom in the United States, it's not even funny. You, like, you, do you know, you know something? I, I, like, no, it's my, my, kid, my oldest goes through it daily. That the fact right. that they, they thought that they'll never be able to buy a home. Right. They've been completely priced out of the market. You talk about stardoms. Remember, I hate the always, you know, it's a wonderful life. You know the movie? Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. Remember Bailey Park? Yes, the yeah, build, yeah, the, yeah, the yeah, Bailey yeah. Brothers building on that was that's the starter home. You build homes for cheap. You let families start, right, and start their their independent life. Couple kids, you know, four rooms and a bath.
Yeah, I mean, we have the illusion of choice in the United States, but we don't actually have it. I don't care if it's in a blue state or if it's in a red state. The, we don't really have the opportunity. I would hazard a guess that people had more opportunities in the 1960s than they do today. And I understand that there's a lot of segregation going on. Right, the time. some people had more choices. I, but what I'm saying is that in terms of upward mobility, no, being able to yeah. navigate, being able to work for a company for 35, 40 years, one income household, one income households, yeah. two cars, whatever it might be, save up to send the kids. That to me, I'm not trying to do this whole make America great again thing. But a lot of that has gone away ever so it's, – it's just gone away piecemeal. And there's no amount of less taxes or more taxes or whatever it is that's going to fix that. Do you know what I mean? There's no amount of, like, moving all these margin lines around that's going to fix that. Well, I think reinvesting in a strong middle class is the first step you got to take, right? you got living wages. Yeah. Maybe unionized labor. Well, you got you know? you to bring back – everybody talks about this, and I know that it seems like such a, a pie-in-the-sky idea, but Joe Biden is doing it, so you got to give him credit for that. You got to bring back mid-level manufacturing jobs. Bingo. And yep. I would say Bingo. that the biggest demand for that right now in the United States and the biggest security risk right now in the United States would be microchip, chip, super yep, chip. chip. Act. Um, yep. Right? Yep. And so that is would be the way that you do it so that people aren't 30-something years old being an assistant manager, manager at a Forever 21 asking why their acting career didn't pan out. You know why so many kids want to be influencers? You know why? Because because they want to be somebody. They don't feel. You know, there's, there's that yeah, it's, stat. The only, it's the only path to a, a, a rich, fulfilling life. Exactly. Because going exactly. to work every day isn't going to pay a wage that gets you anywhere. Yeah, Can't those nineteen-year-olds own homes. They own mega they mansions. They do in mega LA. mansions, yeah. right? Exactly. I knew how to put on eyeliner. I get a zillion <laughs> followers. <laughs> but, all right. So two-thirds of Americans say that AI could do their job, which is a sad fact to life. I think in some ways, yes. I think in some ways, no. I don't really want a robot to prepare my food. Call me, I want coming. I want a human being. I know. It's already happening at Costco. Right. Have you seen how they put the sauce on those pizzas? Uh, it's kind of fun to oh, watch yeah, through the, the window. The, the window with it's the not fun. Yeah, Laura, yeah. you're watching the demise of your children's future with that. <laughs> your child could become a pizza maker at Costco. <laughs> right. Come on. Have a dream. You need a person to put the sauce in the machine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, you don't. That's getting automated, too. You know, my buddy, I got a friend of mine who works at Costco. When I was in high school, Kid was the funniest kid in high school. Physical, you know, comedy. I mean, the guy was like, he literally could have done anything with his life. A phenomenal improvisationalist. Wow. Phenom- just a very funny, very talented guy. Natural talent. He's the kind of guy that everybody thought, that guy's going to end up on Saturday Night Live. That guy's going to end up in entertainment, whatever it is. You know what he does? He works at Costco. He's got Wednesdays off and Sundays off. And he's, that's his entire, he's my age. Okay. Now, I'm not saying that that's a bad thing. But what I'm saying is, what happened to that dream that he had? What happened? He doesn't have any kids. He's not married. What happened to all that talent? What happened to all that ability? Why is it that people settle? I think it's because of the overwhelming pressure that people are under to perform or to be able to, you know, to, to produce yeah. or whatever it is. And so now people are talking about AI taking over people's jobs. But is, it, to me, I think that people should want to shy away from that. Do you know what I mean? I think that people should want to try to get away from that. I would, I would, I, I think everybody would agree with you that nobody wants to be replaced by a robot. That's what I'm saying. Like, if my buddy Will gets replaced by a robot at Costco, at Costco, what does he have left in his life? It's not like he can turn the, the clock back 20 years and get into the groundlings or get into whatever impro- You know what I mean? <laughs> you know what, though, though? I hate to say it, but he could. He really could. It's never too late to follow your dreams. Uh, Western Governors University. Right? <laughs> um, no, seriously. That's, and that's, you've nailed it, though. It's, it's given up hope. That's what I'm saying. That, yeah, you're spot on about that. Will feels like, well, I'll, I'll never make 
a local comedy skit crew. You know, I'll never make Saturday Night Live the big pinnacle of the mountain. It's never too late to get on get on board to being what you want to do. And I think that some jobs are meant to be transitory. Some jobs are meant to. Oh yeah, you, and, and start, from, you talk about start at home starter jobs. That's what I'm saying. Like yeah. I I, yeah. I think that and I'm not knocking anybody that works at Costco. What I'm saying is that like you take the experience that you get at that job and then you go somewhere else. Now what people do is they hold on to that. They ne- they never want to get away from it because at least I have my job at Costco. Right? Well, and, at and least I have this. Costco's the outlier, right? If Will was doing the same job and not to point fingers, but at Walmart, mm. he'd be doing that job and getting government subsidies because Walmart won't pay a living wage, right? So at least he's got the Costco job. Maybe he can get into like food demos. I so just he can think- take that com- comedy improv skills <laughs> and have people try wiener slices, right, right? Exactly. I just think that like people people have dreams and they have aspirations and those are things that which we should encourage, right? That we should help people manifest those things. If you start taking those away with robots, you know, if you start taking away the, it just seems like what, 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 where will we be when, Oh, the dream is that I get to do nothing all day while my AI servants do everything for me. You know, it's that to me, what do, what do we as people do when AI has two thirds of our jobs driving trucks, Doing what? Building right. houses. Moving freight, making pizzas. Right. Training right. horses, teaching your kids. Like, what do we have then left as a society? Right. I don't think we have a lot left there. Everyone could write their own script. Well, AI's doing you know, that too. Be an AI's, AI's doing that too. Okay. Yeah. AR. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. There was actually. on the art game, right? Yeah, yeah. AI arts there. There's going to be yeah. AI Bob Ross. I mean, we're kind of well, removing. Bob Ross is pretty much already AI Bob Ross. <laughs> if you take a look at it. Kind of removing what makes us human beings by saying, oh, we'll have AI take care of all this stuff for us. Like, Well, so, so AI's coming, whether we like it or not. So how do we make sure that AI doesn't replace us, but just becomes a tool we use? Got to go back in time. Got to kill the Terminator. Well, did you know they're um, talking about in Washington? I know. I tell. Washington schools are talking about how to make sure AI is used responsibly and morally. Mm. One of the things about bringing AI into classrooms in Washington schools is that we teach kids how to not use it to cheat, but use it to solve problems and help you learn faster. Yeah. What lessons can we learn from the internet? Right. Ooh, there's no going back. (laughs) Saturday Night Live parodies Alaska Airlines. That tragedy that happened where the thing blew out. Yeah, well, the near horrific tragedy. Now, normally I like to rip on, like, you know, last week we were talking about how the Babylon Bee kind of overstepped a line. Like, I'm okay if anybody wants to try to make a joke. It's Uh fine with me if anybody wants to try to be funny. Certain things are kind of like, uh, (laughs) cringe. Pretty cringe. Cringe? But we'll decide when we get back right after this. Cringe. Cringe. I like meat. I enjoy it. Please don't take it away from me. Or based. We're talking about racism in America, and it's an easy topic to cover. (laughs) Ain't no layers to this. Saturday Night Live decided to poke fun at the Alaska Airlines debacle. Now, I just bought tickets with Alaska because I am a, a, a... I love Alaska Airlines. I think they're great. I think everything they do is fantastic, and I'm happy to fly with them. And they don't pay me to say that, which makes it worth even more. <laughs> so, uh, one of the things that I, I respect anybody's ability to try to be funny, uh-huh. I really do, this was pretty cringe. This is pretty. It's. It just seems really off. It just seems not. It's. It's kind of misses the mark. And first and foremost, Saturday Night Live has not been funny for many, many years. But also, it just seems kind of like a weird thing to. Can 
you know what I'm saying? You're no, like, no, like, I, I'm with you. Let's I'm just say you. hypothetically that that baby had actually flown out of that Whoa. hole. Well, then, then is that get... the line where it's not funny anymore? <laughs> or like, at what point in time is it funny, not funny? That's what I'm saying. Just well, as someone who loves jokes and no, loves to I, write I jokes you, and, and write sketches. Like, if I was going to do the bit around the the thing flying off midair, uh-huh. it would be with people who, like... <laughs> I don't know, pe- deplorable people throughout history, right? It would be <laughs> that that's where they're sitting, and I would do a okay. reoccurring bit yeah. where we go over the history of panels being blown off midair. And what I'm, if Hitler had taken on? No, no, I'm saying, <laughs> I'm saying like people like uh, anybody who who died under mysterious circumstances over the years, or mm. who disappeared from from society, who was a deplorable human being, right? Okay. Yeah, yeah, Just yeah, right out the window, right? <laughs> If you're going to take Jeffrey Dahmer to trial, fly him Alaska Air. I'm saying, I'm saying like on the Jimmy window. Hoffa, right? Oh, okay, well, hey, okay, what okay, happened to okay, Jimmy what Hoffa? Happened to Jimmy Hoffa, he flew Alaska Air. So you're He's, a good writer. Right. You can write this. That's what I'm saying. I, I think it's. I think you for, you nailed it first off. As soon as somebody, if somebody would have perished in this, they couldn't have done this bit, right? It was it was a scary situation, but not a horrific situation. I think I think the bit's okay. I, I really I, it, it was in poor taste, especially because I'm a fan of Alaska too. Yeah, the only time I don't fly Alaska is when it's not an option. Right, if Alaska's going to that city. That's the line. That's the airline I'm flying. Somebody on. get us an Alaska endorsement so Please. I can get paid to say this because I love Alaska <laughs> Airlines. But but that being said, and I'm also with you. The Sunday Life hasn't been very funny in a very long time. Outside of Weekend Update, it's still great writing. It's a genuinely funny bit. I mean, a lot of planes will show you movies. We'll put you in one. Right. I mean, they yeah. had some really funny stuff. I understand that. We made some changes to our emergency brochure, and it's like a phone book thick. I right? also, I also think that comedy can be healing. But yeah, you'll it know, can. Yes. Why hasn't anybody done it? Uh, a nine eleven comedy. Because people died. That's exactly my point. Well, why, they died here. Why yeah. hasn't anybody done a sinking of the Lusitania comedy? We're all just cracking <laughs> wise about thirteen hundred lives being just blown to well, bits. Titanic was out, but it wasn't a comedy. You're right. I'm it's just saying. Well, I mean, from some perspective, Titanic is one of the funniest movies ever made. Right? You think about it. You guys ever? She wouldn't let him on the headboard. Well, okay. That- first and foremost, Billy Zane is in that movie. Yes. And he, his performance is objectively comedic, right? <laughs> Although not intended. Not intended. Yes, you're right. But hilarious. You're right. There are many funny moments in I that. I left the diamond in the pocket. Right. Yeah, I hear you. I laughed out loud. I laughed out loud. You know? I mean, when the old lady walks up to the edge of the boat and she goes, she drops it in the oh, water. Oh, oops. Yeah, and I'm like, that's just funny. I already put a gun in his mouth when his fortune turned at the top. <laughs> <laughs> Laura, are there, I, I, Laura, are there any things that you laugh out that some people would find to be inappropriate? Oh, what a question to ask me on my <laughs> like, radio. Air, oh, my goodness. Well, yeah, I'm just saying, my, okay, my, my problem with the, with the bit is that I don't think it like really should lampoon Alaska Airlines. I think maybe Boeing. Okay. Because that's fair. It, it's Alaska was unlucky enough to be right. the airline that happened to be flying. So Delta gets a, a free refurbished pass refurbished Boeing plane. Yeah. Okay. Right, right. Like, so. oh, I'm sure every other airline is sweating bullets. <laughs> thing, and, but, yeah. you know. Yeah. I'm just saying that in Titanic, when she says, I'll never let you go, and then five minutes later, she lets him go, so he sinks to the bottom <laughs> of the ocean. That's objectively funny writing. That's hilarious, right? Well, but, but I'm going to keep okay, this hand. The, the, the fact, I'm going to keep this hand to remember you by. The fact that the guy who was supposed to be watching out for icebergs was distracted by the fact that Kate, what's her name, Kate Winslet and Leonardo DiCaprio were doing things I shall not repeat on right, this fine right, ring. Right, the right, fact right, that he was right. distracted by that and that's why they ran into the iceberg. 
That is objectively hilarious. Titanic is maybe one of the funniest movies ever made, and people don't even think about it, right? That's true. It's Kate, very, very w- true. What's her name? Uh, no, the other Rose. one. No, uh, Kathy Bates. Oh, yeah. As yeah. the unsinkable Molly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's nothing but funny all the way through. <laughs> hilarious. And what we, every, every time everybody just thinks about, oh, this is so sad. This is so, such a sad love story. It's actually hilarious because Kate Winslet in the end basically gets one over on everybody. If you think about it, she goes on to live a fulfilling life. Yeah, great life. Right, yeah. gets married, planes, has kids. horses on the beach. I sure. mean, this is like hilarious, right? That yeah. she duped everybody. Slay queen. That's what we should be really <laughs> focusing on here in, in terms of comedy. I right? thought about Kathy Bates in a comedy role. I've got a nine-year-old son whose tuxedo would fit you perfectly. Exactly. Little the, man it's, if from, Leonardo. From top to bottom, it's, it's filled with just bangers when it comes to jokes, right? I want you to draw me like one of your French girls. Wow, that's hilarious because we all know what's going to happen, right? And then that scene where he's actually drawing her and it's bad, that's even funnier. He has no talent talent whatsoever and he's drawing Kate Winslet naked. That's hilarious. What a scam, too. I don't think that James Cameron realized how funny that movie is, right? (laughs) You guys aren't on the same page with me on this. No, I'm trying. I'm I'm just, I really like this Alaska Airlines bit. I'm not going to let this go. I thought it was a funny, funny bit. I think it's in poor taste, but then I, I, I respect anybody's ability to try to tell a joke in poor taste. I respect it wholeheartedly. I just don't think it's that good of a bit, right? Yeah, it's, some of the, uh, you're right. You're right. Some of these were in truly bad taste. Some of the jokes were in truly bad taste. We're gonna tighten some of those bolts. Some were not. Yeah, uh, right. Know, so you know. it it seems just kind of it's just kind of lazy writing as well. Oh, I'll, I mean? oh, I'll give you that. I'll give you that. This one fell into their lap, and they rode this like a, for two minutes. Right. It's a two-minute bit. That's what I'm saying. So, yeah. But also, Saturday Night Live, I think, is an organization. They really strayed away from just trying to be objectively funny. They're not really joke-oriented mm-hmm. anymore, really. Like They don't really do sketches that are funny anymore. Okay. Most of the stuff they do now that's, that they want to put out there, it's all like digital shorts. It's all, and it's, yeah, it's almost yeah. always visual gags. Mm-hmm. Rarely is the writing ever funny. Normally, it's just a funny visual that everybody's reacting to. That, and that's this certainly is. Instead of a lot, Hawaiian Airlines give you a lay, we give you an inflatable vest. Right, exactly. You know, I mean, is there? I good, mean, is good there visual comedy? Spike, is there a movie that you saw, or there's a something that's supposed to be sad to everybody else, but you find that it I to laugh be, at that you laugh at. No, I'm the other way. I cry at everything that's okay. supposed to be funny. All right, yeah, you know, I cry at everything. Um. Movies that I found insanely funny that weren't supposed to Avatar, be funny. Avatar, I crack up during Avatar. Do you Avatar. really? Oh, my. That is one of You're the f- not alone in that. It is. I don't think. Really? Okay, so there's a scene in Avatar where uh, Sigourney Weaver is gets injured, right? In and, the first one? In the first one. Okay. And uh, he's- somewhat, Oh, fatally injured, shot when they were taking, right. the, taking and, the plane. And yeah. so they go, get the trauma kit. And then the guy who they say to get the trauma kit, he goes, trauma kit! And then he just runs off camera. Huh. That is a great bit, right? <laughs> okay. Because, Laura, you have to pull that up because it's so funny. It's it because it's the timing of it is so bad and it's so awkward. Who said? Okay, someone call the police, and then the next person goes police, and then they just run away. <laughs> okay, right? I get it. I get it. It's it's hilarious. <laughs> anyway, we'll take a really quick break when we get back. What are we talking about? Oh yeah, Spike, you were alone all weekend with the misses, right? <sighs> it's yeah. We've 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 reentered a phase of our life. We're well, I'll tell you about it when we come back. All but right. Yeah, the misses and I had a, a weekend, but to ourselves. And I'm not sure if it was great or yeah, bad. Yeah, it was. It was your. It was you downstairs. Hey, <laughs> are Honey! you? Are you still home? Texting. Are you here? <laughs> From one side of my huge mansion to the other. All right, we'll talk about it. We we'll get back right after this.
many people deal with empty nest syndrome later on in life when all the all the kids, all the youths are out of the house and they try to figure out ways to deal with it. Some people take up golfing, some people take up knitting, some people adopt cats, all kinds of stuff, right? You get right. yourself a little uh, couple of Labrador retrievers. These are like my kids now. They're my little Furbies. And we pose them in calendars, recreating famous movie shots. Right. Some people get into 35mm photography. Sure. Some people get into the timeless classic hobby of just drinking. So, But you and the Mrs. <laughs> were alone this weekend. And you had no family. You went from having five people in the house yeah. down to just you and the truly unpleasant Mrs. O'Neill. Yeah. Now, if you spend enough time around the truly unpleasant Mrs. O'Neill, as I have, who I'm a big fan of, by the way, is that the truly unpleasant Mrs. O'Neill doesn't really have a filter. There's not really a lot of whole. There's not a lot of filters there. Yeah, kind, the the thought of is this kind is not something she bothers. Doesn't with. have it. Is yeah. this thoughtful? Is this <laughs> so a, really a, appropriate information to be sharing? Yeah. Uh, like kind of like when you talked about when you found out that you had cancer. Yeah. And, and you're. <laughs> yeah, and she told you where it was. <laughs> your first time over, and we're at a at a holiday meal. Right. She thought that a was holiday a meal. Appropriate time. So she doesn't act more giblets, Jack. Speaking of giblets, exactly. Yeah, yeah. She just went right for the old. Uh, <laughs> Stop. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, they get it. She, but the, the thing that I enjoy about the truly unpleasant Mrs. O'Neill is that she is constantly, weirdly, although the things that she says are filterless, very positive for the most part, very mm -hmm. funny, mm. very upbeat, high energy, yeah. and also very in a very kind of gruff, tough, kind of biker lady kind of way, very loving. Right, she's so got, she's got a sixty-five Mustang and two Harleys. Right, the truly unpleasant. So, yeah. so what what do you do with the truly unpleasant when it's just you and the missus in your big beautiful home? Anything she says. <laughs> <You know? laughs> um, some people say it's Stockholm syndrome. What I have with the, with my my lovely wife. Yes, that I have adored my captor and. The, the, yeah. Um, so here's the deal: <laughs> we we raised two girls, you know, two kids. I should say sure. now, given my younger uh, proclivity of of late, um, and we had a mother-in-law who lived with us at one point in time. We've had. We've got a big house, 3,800 square feet. You so lost in it, Laura. It's, we, it's we've really had, creepy. It's wonderful. It's, we, you we, expect <laughs> to run into like David Bowie you know, spinning a couple of balls in his right. hands, being like, the babe with the power, right? It's really, you get lost. You open a closet and you go, whoa, and then close it. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, yeah. It's like Hoggle, where are you going, O'Neill? Yeah, yeah so, it's really rough. Don't. <laughs> well, so I love, I love the Labyrinth references. Yeah. So our, our youngest went away to college a year ago. She's in, they're, they're in their second year. So we've kind of been through the empty empty nest thing, and there's so much space, and there's so little to do, and there's so so little interaction with the missus. Um, over the Christmas break, we had family come in from out of town, from a couple different states, and the kid was home from college. So we were back to the five in the house instead of two. And I found that I, that's what I love. I love a lot of things going on. I love a lot of commotion. Mm -hmm. I love a lot of chatter. You know, what you want to do for dinner, blah, 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 all these different things you do day to day. And then, you know, everybody left town. The kid went back to school, so it was just... Mrs. O and I over the weekend, and we, and I don't know it was it was harder on her than me. I'm running around with no shirt on. It's horrible for her to have to witness this. She walks in a room, blinding in so many it, ways. It is. It's kept dragging me back to the beach. But, <laughs> you know, you know how it goes. Um, but but we found that we have rolling back in the seriously, ocean, man. Like green pieces at the driveway again. It's like come it's on, a bulldozer with chains. <laughs> Drag him back in there. He needs to be with his people. <laughs> Jeez, Spike. but but we we found we we both are happy to do nothing. I I miss the crowd. I miss a lot of people. Mm -hmm. We often invite a lot of people over. We'll have a dinner for family and friends. I've been many times. Yeah, it's lovely. It, it's it's nice to have a community in the house. That's why we have a big house. Mm -hmm. But now we're looking at the next four months with nobody coming to visit. Nothing scheduled. The kids off to school. Mm -hmm. You know, and it's just going to be the two of us. And it's great that we can speak in shorthand. 
you just know, grunt at each other. Well, uh. a couple, a couple words. Yeah, did you do that? Yes. <laughs> That's it. You know, what do you want If she just, she'll just text me tamales. Boom, thumb up. Yeah. That's what I have. Okay, cool. And, and we, another six hours of no human contact. Right. Me and the TV does, it, does that not weigh on you to just kind of sit there and watch? Because when I, isolation is not good for people. You should, I mean, look at That's, me. I look like I'm 80 years old. It's because I spend too much time by myself. <laughs> look at me. I'm looking at me under pounds because I said watch stuff. <laughs> It is not healthy. Yeah. I think it is dangerous to fall. In. And that's the problem is I, I realized over the weekend when we were alone again, which is not, I'm not knocking it. I love her. She's mm-hmm. wonderful. Mm-hmm. Greatest thing that ever happened to me. My, again, Stockholm syndrome taking effect here. Um, but this is what it's going to be. Somebody told me that when a kid leaves the house for college or they're to get out on their own, right? For the rest of the time, you have basically one year of cumulative time mm-hmm. that that kid is, is in contact, is at home. Mm-hmm. So of the next 50 years, I've got one year of total time with my kid. I don't think that's accurate. I, I don't know. You know what I'm saying? That, but like yeah. a day here, two days there. Uh, I don't you know, know. You know. Well, well, my kids visit 365 that's times. That's like a bachelor math. Like how much collective time have they spent together before getting engaged? Right. Well, yeah, well, my, well re- my kid comes seven times this year for a day. If that's the case, then yeah, seven days a year, 50 years, a whole year, 350 days, it, that math does kind of, it's not that outrageous to say. Why are you join like a, a bowling league or a men's group or something? We killed it. You were too good. They, yeah, no, no, did you ever hear my bowling story? Play. I didn't tell you my no. bowling story. In the height of grunge, well, the, the, the jocks I was working with at, at the mighty KISW decided to join a bowling league, and we joined the Boeing Management League, okay. and we're all hippies. I mean, we got flannels. We got long johns and, sh- and cut-off denim shorts and Doc Martens. Yeah. And we show up to bowl in the senior management bowling league at Boeing. And we are terrible. I mean, we're, t- we're getting like a 60-point, 60-pin-a-game handicap. Yeah. Right? Over the course of three months, four months, we get good. We get better. We learn how to bowl. So we bowled for the championship against the, this, these, these guys that are 50, 60 years old. At, and I was You're telling me that you, you tell me that you beat a bunch of senior citizens we did. at a game we that did. they love and, and enjoy. Yes, and I kept Just my ball. Just demolished them. We did, because we're still getting 50 pins a game. It was awful. Well, okay, it was but, so unfair. So, but Spike, I mean, you have to have something to fill your life with. Do you know what I mean? Like you have to do, like my mom, for instance, I called my mom yesterday, checking in on my mom. She's out working with her horses, right? right She's yeah. out yelling no, at no, them. I hear you. But, but giving I, them love. I'm at the and, puttering around the house stage. Of my life, I'm at the. I'm gonna start building ships and bottles. I don't want to do. You know, no, I don't you, do you that. You gotta. You gotta have something that that you're passionate. Like my mom loves working with horses. And right. That's what she does with her free time. Right. She doesn't really have to do a whole lot except for hang out with horses. You know, I've, I've been. I've ridden motors. I've got a Harley, but I've been doing that for twenty, twenty five years. It's. Uh... Get a slip and slide. I don't know, Spike. I'm trying to help you. Like, <laughs> I know you are. I know do, you do are. Do something uh, uh, with empty, your time. Empty nesting sucks. That's right. what that this is. I miss, I miss having the crew in the house. You guys, want, can you come over tonight? What are you guys doing tonight? Laura, Andrew. Laura and I have plans already. Uh, We're so hanging out. That's how it is. Maybe next with- week? No. No, you have plans next week. <laughs> I know this is what this is my life. Everybody. How about we text you? Yeah, we'll okay. text I'll, I'll, you. I'll be sitting by my phone waiting Aww. for your text. Oh no! <laughs> Again, O'Neill, we'll we'll find you a good hobby. If anybody has any hobby ideas for Spike, let us know at eight 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 nine seven three five four seven six. Chris Sullivan says we learned to play cribbage. Holly is taking up golf. Find ways to hang. There you go. That's solid advice from a fellow fellow boomer. He's his conduit. More like that dad talk. And I'm glad to do it. We'll take a really quick break. We'll be right back with all the latest in national politics, including Ron DeSantis backing out of the race. You've got uh, the Supreme Court destroying America by saying the president's job is indeed the president's job. 
And you should probably let the president do that job the way that he sees fit. That and more when we get back right after this.